0: Welcome, everybody, to Bliss Fully Aware, the show in which three opinionated people discuss what's going on in fandom and nerd news in general. I am Bliss, and this week I am joined by return guest Dr. Major. Welcome back, Major. Hi. (laughs) So I understand you've brought us some nonsense, Mm-hmm. But before we get into it, I feel like we need to address the Italian in the room <laughs> and talk about the Nintendo Direct announcement this week. Uh, do you care much about Nintendo or video games,
1: Major? I There are certain video games that I care about. I, I am not a wanderer. I don't have... <laughs> A very deep steam account. I I played Animal Crossing for a full year and then lost interest, so meh, nah, on and off. Well, good news is at Nintendo Direct, they did announce
0: that they are going to be putting out a big update to Animal Crossing, so maybe you'll mm-hmm. get back into it.
1: Maybe, I'm thinking about it. So,
0: this week at the Nintendo Direct announcement, which, you know, they just let everybody know what's happening, what they're going to be putting out. They announced an update to Animal Crossing, Splatoon 3, Bayonetta 3, which people are pretty excited about. Yeah. uh, There's going to be a new Kirby game, and they announced a mario movie coming in 2022 december of 2022 okay which is exciting Mm -hmm. shigeru miyamoto came out and announced the movie he announced the cast list and um shigeru miyamoto for anybody who is unaware is uh the big big boss at Nintendo he is the man who wears the pants and the crown and the shirt and the tie and the shoes and the suspenders <laughs> he is Nintendo and bless it he came out and <laughs> his translation of what he was saying was very um very literal i think it was it was cute he was very sweet he was just like yes voice actors will have many lines to say um it was adorable to watch but he went ahead and announced the actors and that sure did put twitter in a tizzy and crank up the old meme machine so let me go ahead and just tell you who they have cast for this film super mario brothers which as of right now, IMDB says the plot is just a plumber named Mario travels through an underground labyrinth with his brother Luigi, trying to save a captured princess, feature film adaptation of the popular video game. So, like, nothing specific yet.
1: I hope it's side-scrolls.
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> platformer. God bless. Oh... Speaking of God, the person they cast for Mario, uh, it's Chris Pratt. Yay! (sighs) (laughs) Two different distinct reactions there. I do have to point out that um, Charles Martinet, the man who has played Mario for the past 30 years, will be making cameo voice appearances. There is a lot of controversy and upheaval over the fact that he was not cast as Mario, that the studio chose to cast a big time celebrity as studios are wont to do. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a whole separate thing. Studios very much these days, since Robin William played the genie in Aladdin, have really started banking on hiring celebrities instead of voice actors, which is controversial uh, in animation circles and voice acting circles, depending on who you talk to. Yeah, I don't think the average Joe Blow on the street gives a shit because Chris Pratt might be a draw for them to go see the Mario movie. Yes. I mean, Chris Pratt is the handsome white gentleman who plays uh, Star-Lord in Guardians of the Galaxy and the man who wears a... I think he wears a vest in Jurassic World. I don't know his name. The
1: Velociraptor
0: man in Jurassic World.
1: <laughs> and it's about selling tickets. It's about putting his face and name on this and not necessarily about the most fitting voice
0: for the role. Exactly. And like as disappointing as that might be for fans and like there's millions of Mario fans Mm -hmm. fucking the game's been out for over 30 years. Yeah. And Charles Martinet has been the voice since the beginning, yo. I, I understand people not appreciating the change in the same way that, People were unhappy when the voice actor for Sonic was replaced for the Sonic movie. I get that. I also understand that the studio wants to make money, and there are going to be a lot of average people who just want to see a movie with actors that they know.
1: There's also a pretty distinct difference between Sonic being a little creature and Mario being a human person, shall we say, and... Is Martinette even like a, a screen actor? Is he? Does he do that in addition to voice acting? Uh, he has acted on screen and in theater, but it's going to be animated
0: as far as I know.
1: Oh, okay. As far as I know. Wow. See, I was, I was, okay. I was going off the assumption because I didn't look into this. That was gonna be the one from what is it? The early nineties. Oh, the um, Super Mario Bros. <laughs> where yeah, where it was actually acted out. I I honestly went into this conversation thinking that we were gonna see Chris Pratt in suspenders.
0: Oh my god, that would have been great.
1: <laughs> uh, so okay, well, yeah,
0: that puts a different spin on it then. Well, and it certainly would have been a choice for the rest of the casting. Like Anya Taylor-Joy, who uh, they cast as Princess Peach, absolutely would have been able to look that part. Mm -hmm. Jack Black, who they cast as Bowser. Oh my god, perfect casting. Yeah. Could have pulled off being a human Bowser. Mm -hmm. They cast Charlie Day as Luigi, and Charlie Day is not a tall man. Chris Pratt certainly would tower over him. So that would be a a reverse height thing, which I guess they could fix in post or whatever special effects, but... As far as I know, it's animated. I might be wrong. wrong. Correct me in the comics if I'm wrong, y'all. Because, Mm. yeah. They also cast Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong and uh, Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong, which I'm pretty excited about. And then we have Keegan-Michael Key as Toad. So... That'll be fun. Hmm. Keegan Michael Key. Did you ever
1: watch um the Key and Peel show? No, I've seen like notorious internet clips. That's pretty much it.
0: Uh did you ever see the like Obama anger translator? Yes. That that's Keegan Michael Key and Oh, fantastic. That's
1: that's gonna be Toad. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd be excited to hear about the proposed rating for this um you know if, if it's not gonna be specifically a kids movie it could be kind of fun
0: it really could and i i think nintendo if it's smart will have learned some lessons from the uh 93 1993 super mario bros movie the live action one mm. the disastrous movie which say what you will like it it is a cult classic in its own way it's it's good because it's so bad, but it is genuinely a bad film. John Leguizamo has like gone on record saying that he knew while making the movie it was going to be bad, but he just wanted to make some money. So,
1: oh, I love that.
0: Yeah. It it's a uh, it's fun to watch if you know it's bad, like don't take it seriously. So, I'm hoping that this one is going to be better that they will have learned a lesson from this. In the same way that I hope studios are starting to learn that nerd properties, let's say, let's call them that, like Cowboy Bebop or you know anime adaptations, video game mm. adaptations, like Sonic, um, that people take that shit seriously. That fans are not going to support it if they don't think it's good. And that doesn't mean they're gonna kick Chris Pratt as the voice actor and replace him with Charles, obviously. Mm. This isn't a Sonic has human legs scenario. But that does mean that I think they might take more care in creating these properties now, hopefully. I'm trying to be an optimist about it. I know a lot of
1: people aren't. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's hard to. It is. There's such a deep history of... Yeah. Just getting burned and burned again. I get it. And the, the original Mario movie it's kind of forgivable. You know, it was that whole era of bringing frankly the teenage mutant ninja turtles to the screen for the first time, you know, <laughs> with those huge whack-looking costumes. It it was kind of a product of that era, so yeah, I we can hope for better.
0: Oh, the 90s were such a magical time. But so yeah, we've we've got that to look forward to. Yeah. Genuinely, I am excited though about Jack Black. That is Just chef kiss, the best casting. Yeah. That being said, I could watch Jack Black play anything and think that's the best casting in the world. Like, cast Jack Black as Ursula, get rid of Melissa McCarthy, who I don't want to see. Uh, as (laughs) ursula cast jack black as ursula that'd be great
1: yeah the first news that i saw about jack black being in that movie was somebody saying jack black is bowsette and i was like wait a minute (laughs) what is going on here because that sounds amazing and then it was like bowser and i was like a little disappointed i gotta see (laughs) bowsette would be an interesting turn
0: i do hope that he gets to do his little jack black little like air guitar kind of nonsense as Bowser. Mm. That would be so fun. I love Jack Black so much, I would climb that man like a very short tree.
1: Oh, wow. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, controversial opinion. <laughs> yes.
1: It seems a lot of people have those opinions as well. I am in the neutral territory.
0: <laughs> the Jezebel actually put out a like short clickbait article being like, we're all attracted to Jack Black, but we just don't talk about it. And Kelty and I we're both like, bitch, we talk about how much we want to have sex with Jack Black on the daily.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So, Jack Black, I know you're listening. We find you very attractive and personally, I think you would be very fun in bed. So, good for you.
1: Fantastic. And
0: also, thanks for listening, Jack Black.
1: Oh, yeah. Amazing. Friend of the show. Friend of the show,
0: Jack Black. (laughs) Oh my god. I would love to meet that man in a non-sexual way or in a sexual way. But he's married and has kids, so like, I'd be happy to meet him in a non-sexual way, too. I just think he's neat. I think he's neat. (laughs) Uh, One of my favorite takes just before the announcement of um, who was going to be playing in the movie was from a Twitter user who said, Hope y'all are ready to see every voice actor being passive-aggressive on this site today. Mm. And oh boy, were they. Oh boy, were they, Major. I don't know how many voice actors you follow on the Twitter, but... None. (laughs) I... I love following voice actors because they sure do have opinions. Okay. TMCR. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And again, like I said earlier, I sympathize. I empathize, really, I do. Voice actors get the short end of the stick. They are replaceable Mm -hmm. because you don't see them. And (sighs) celebrities are the draw for a lot of movies. If you are a parent and you're going to take your kid to see an animated movie, You are more likely to want to go see that movie if it's starring an actor that at least you know. Like the Lego movie. How many parents wanted to see the Lego movie more than once? But it starred Chris Pratt. And so I'm sure they were more than willing to take their kids several times. Yeah. But uh, my hope is Chris Pratt does well. Mm -hmm. Despite the fact that he's a terrible person and the worst Chris My sympathy goes to the voice actors who are butthurt because I get it. I get that your job, (laughs) you live on a knife's edge. Like you can be replaced so easily, so easily. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I don't know, Major. Like I I understand,
1: but. Yeah. And, and like, I mean, so uh, this is not something that I'm, I'm not a huge part of this audience but twitch i i watched jonan vasquez's streams on twitch and there was a day when he had um richard horovitz on who mm-hmm. did a voice in invaders I, he was invader zim i assume i didn't watch invader zim <laughs> he was invader zim he was i zim. only watched the art streams for the art frankly i'm <laughs> lost um my fandoms are very narrow anyway um he had richard horowitz on to play psychonauts 2 where he is the main guy with the main voice and the twitch stream was crazy that day you know it was like over 500 viewers or something whereas normally the stream has like 100 or 200 most so i have seen voice actors getting on Twitch and doing extremely well. Mm-hmm. So as those sorts of things rise, like I'm genuinely hoping the best for them. It, and and I, I feel that way about a lot of people on Twitch, you know, you are grabbing your art, putting it in front of your camera and, and people are sticking their faces in it. And that is wonderful. So mm-hmm. I mean get in where you fit in, do the damn thing. Oh, hells yeah. They should do well there if they can. Yeah.
0: I know a lot of voice actors, they do Twitch and TikTok, any any way to make their bread. The convention mm-hmm. circuits all of it. And like I I respect the hell out of it. Like make your bread. Do mm-hmm. it. We talked about that on our voice acting episode. I feel for voice actors. I wanted to be a voice actor growing up because I wanted to be a cartoon, which I think is a big reason why a lot of people Uh, want to be voice actors. That's great. (laughs) Instead,
1: I have a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. Again, get in where you fit in. Exactly. But I
0: I totally get that voice actors need to make their money. They need to stay relevant. And no, no shade to Charles. Thirty years of playing Mario, like I respect the hell out of this man.
1: He's that motherfucker he's... was also Parthenax in Skyrim, so he that that's yeah. why he has my heart. Frankly, I I never killed Parthenax, just for the record. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's a versatile voice actor, and mm-hmm. he got the part of Mario. He happened to just catch the casting director as they were about to leave. And they gave him a shot anyway. It was a very quick, like, they were like, okay, you're an Italian plumber, go. And he was mm. like, ah, uh, <laughs> it's-a me, Mario. I'm-a make-a pizza. <laughs> and they were like, okay, thanks. And then they cast him. Apparently they, like, went back to the studio and they were like, we found him. This is our dude. <laughs> Holy shit. That's awesome. Yeah, it's one of those stories. My point is... He's had an excellent career and he's an amazing Mario, but he's not going to be a draw for mainstream America to go and see this movie. And yeah, I do hope that he's not hurt by that at the very least. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad he gets to at least make some cameos. Like, yeah. I know that's throwing breadcrumbs in a way, mm-hmm. but I am glad that he at least gets to make some cameos. Apparently there will be more cameos from other people. They just haven't announced who. I know okay. right up front, I'm sure Nintendo, if not Miyamoto, somebody somebody said, if we don't tell people that Charles is going to be in this, there will be a riot.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. There was still a riot, but in a different way. Uh, your average everyday Twitter riot, yes. Those happen, you know, every 15 minutes.
0: Everybody was super pissed off for a second about a homophobic Mario, but mm-hmm. it's gonna be fine. It's no different okay. than a homophobic Star-Lord. You guys yeah. got over that. Uh-huh. Or you did. And yeah, Disney still makes its money. like hand over fist. Yeah, we have that to look forward to. I am genuinely interested in the news to come because I think the cast, with the exception of Chris Pratt, and again, like he's, he's a good voice actor. I just, eh, Chris Pratt. Um, I think it could be good. I, Mm -hmm. I think it could. So I'm interested to see upcoming announcements as we get closer to December of 2022. Lord, when that trailer drops, oh my God, people Mm -hmm. will shit bricks. Major people will ship bricks.
1: <laughs> I'm sure they will but so yeah that's that's our Nintendo news for the day and bottom line, you can be optimistic and you can be pessimistic. you can feel any way you need to about this
0: you can it's it's important to a lot of people, and I'm not going to tell you you have to be optimistic about it, and I'm not going to tell you you have to be happy about it mm-hmm. If you were upset that Charles is not playing Mario, if you think he got shafted, that's fine. Because uh, on the down low, y'all, I, I, I do mm-hmm. think he got shafted. I get it. Again, for like the umpteenth time already, I get why they cast Chris Pratt. I think it sucks that Charles isn't playing Mario. But I get it. So yeah, feel your feelings. Don't send Miyamoto death threats. That's all I ask. <laughs> yes correct direct your anger towards i don't know play the video game and kill mario over and over and over again but like i guess turn the volume down so you don't have to hear charles voice mario as he dies i don't know man maybe just like get a picture of chris pratt and like a dartboard like that old-fashioned goodie isn't twitter the
1: dartboard at the end of the day oh my god it kind of is, huh?
0: Twitter has become the new dartboard. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you blowing my mind, Major. That's why I gave you the doctorate. Perfect. And speaking of, what have you brought to me today, Major? Teach me a thing. I
1: will teach you a thing. So, uh, a while back, Tumblr started a soft rollout of something called Post Plus. Two months ago, Two months ago on the postplus.tumblr.com blog, staff made a post that blew up pretty quick and kind of called down the thunder across all communities in the Tumblr sphere. Um, I'm going to have you read that first text that I sent you. Hi there.
0: As you might have noticed, we're beta testing something new Tumblr Post Plus. What's Post Plus? A big deal for starters. Oh my god. (laughs) A big deal for starters. Tumblr's Posts Plus is our new subscription tool that allows creators to make some of their posts exclusive to paid subscribers and allows users to support their
1: favorite creators. See, what I did there, Bliss, was uh, that was your audition for your voice acting part. (laughs) You did that so well. You caught all the kitsch. Oh, my God. (laughs) I do love a good dramatic reading. Yeah, uh, that was fantastic. The Post went on to ask everyone to get in touch about the service as it was in beta. And um, I think there was a separate post that linked to a Google Docs survey. So what they're doing is sort of like whatever that Twitter enhanced followers thing was. They're doing what everybody is doing, monetizing a piece of their site in any way they can. The big justification for this is that somehow they think Generation Z wants to pay for content. I, I don't know where this generational thing comes into it. I don't know why that is the justification. But Tumblr was pretty swift about rebuking this. They found this Google Doc survey um, by Tumblr staff asking, do you currently follow anyone on Tumblr you would consider supporting with a paid membership service? I guess it's how how would you look to find users that you want to pay for content They, uh, in typical Tumblr broke-headed bullshit mode, they made this little interlude in the middle of the Google Docs survey with a picture of a cat, which I also sent to you. This is the survey creator's cat informing you that you're halfway done taking the survey. And the two options (laughs) you can answer for this are Max looks great here, and please don't do this again, which most people clicked on. (laughs) <laughs> and oh, that's very like old school Tumblr like randomness it yes it, they, they went hard and deep into their Tumblr persona to pull this out and make it seem like a fun interactive thing that they're pushing forward that'll make the community great and you know the Tumblr community really did unite in telling them you're fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Tumblr rebogged the fuck out of this post and firebombed the survey. And naturally, because it didn't align with the direction that they want to go, the direction being money, they ignored this. There's a lot that's fraught about this type of service. Um, notoriously, in 2018, Tumblr rolled out a ridiculously gendered porn ban with, you know, the whole female-presenting-nipples thing. Mm -hmm. This drove sex workers and even regular fandom content creators off of the site. Supposedly, with the aim of cutting down on porn blogs, but if you have even one single popular post on Tumblr, you'll know that that bots are still there. They haven't gone away at all. In fact, after this post plus thing was publicly announced and and given up for public survey and all this a new type of bot started flooding into everybody's notes there were staff bots it would be um, the tumblr logo and the word staff followed by a string of numbers and somebody just auto-generated thousands of these fuckers and um you know that the people who rolled out these bots know that the staff will be in contact with Post Plus members and subscribers. And they aim to do the same sort of bait and switch thing that you ha- see happen on Twitter. There's been a pretty popular post going around on Twitter over the past day or two of, um... Did you see this? Where somebody asks if you have a PayPal and a bot will show up, recreate your profile with, um, with an extra character... And then block you and reply to the person saying, Yes, here's my PayPal, but it belongs to a totally different person. Oh my God, no. So you know that the ever present bots on Tumblr are just going to swoop in with a bait and switch wherever they possibly can. This happens on every monetized website. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: It's the new Nigerian prince.
1: Yeah. And it's a lot faster than that. You know, for, for some reason, it's it seems to be incredibly easy to make accounts on Tumblr that are just nonsense words and, and just fire them off into the atmosphere. Knowing how susceptible Tumblr is to bots in general, I'm sure someone just assumed, and reasonably so, that it would be pretty easy to confuse Tumblr's new monetary piece by flooding the joint with bots that looked somewhat authoritative. and. You know, it sort of asks the question, do you genuinely trust Tumblr of all websites with your financial information? Mm. (laughs) Like, it's not great management there. Another potential problem hoisted the red flags in that same introductory post. And read number two.
0: This is just an added optional feature. You can take advantage of to empower your favorite artists, fanfic writers, or maybe even that one mashup supernatural slash study blur that you've been following since
1: 2016. (laughs) Study blur? Study blur is like people who supposedly reblog all posts about, you know... How, how to concentrate and study and, and sleep schedules and free textbooks and all that oh. sort of stuff. But those blogs always devolve into the same thing that every other blog does, which is self-interest and, and fandom.
0: <laughs> I thought they were shipping a Study Blur blog with a Supernatural blog for <laughs> yeah. a second. And I was like, oh, that's very self-aware, Tumblr.
1: <laughs> I'm shipping um, blogs now. Um. So... Tumblr, with this, you know, empower your favorite artists, fanfic writers, and maybe, maybe even supernatural blogs, or fandom blogs, or what the fuck ever. They're officially inviting fan content creation to be put behind a paywall. Hmm. They're saying it directly. Sounds a little iffy, you know? Mm-hmm. So... A lot of people in the comments on these intro posts and talking about Post Plus and all this were raising questions and objections based on this. Say you monetize your blog and put fanfiction behind your paywall. Won't that be getting paid for writing fanfic? You know, won't that make the writer and maybe even Tumblr and the Tumblr staff liable in cases of copyright infringement? Right. Well, there have been... Several articles. I mean, this is, you know, a big financial move by a company that has historically not done so well financially. So there's everybody from the fucking Wall Street Journal to the Verge and, and you know, websites, blogs, news agencies, media, they're they're all over this talking about this. Um several articles and blog posts have debated or or consulted like lawyers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um Personally, I think it's 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 most important to go to the well-defined fandom source for this kind of information on fandom legal issues, which is the organization for transformative works. Plugging their necessity to our lives once again. The OTW regularly, you know, studies these kinds of things and asks their lawyers these kinds of legal questions. And one single Google and you get August 6. OTW put out a spotlight on legal issues post. And um, the whole thing is a good read, and I think it serves as a good authority on how Tumblr Post Plus could actually affect fanwork creators. Boiling it down, what they say is that there are steps in the copyright notice process. And those steps are kind of what's insulating anybody who may post fanfic behind a paywall on tumblr if like disney or the cw or dc or ubisoft or nintendo or whoever got wind of a post behind a paywall like a fanfic behind a paywall and they found it and they asked tumblr for a takedown more likely than not tumblr would just ask the user to delete it and if the user doesn't delete it they TOS them under their agreement and take down their blogs or take it down themselves or whatever the fuck they need to do to protect their platform. So, it may sound like a foolish move right off the bat, but, you know, this is why the copyright notice process sort of exists. Wouldn't really get to the lawsuit phase unless for some reason Tumblr stood behind the... The post plus user and their content and fought for them for some reason which they would not do right they are there to protect their bottom line so um the otw really lays down the stance on protecting fan works by their platform and protecting us with you know their own restrictions and and why they don't think that this tumblr thing is um a huge deal again the whole thing is worth reading but I'd like you to read that third one, which has the most relevant point. As always, AO3 is dedicated to non-commercial fan
0: works and has a policy against using AO3 for commercial solicitation. So linking to your blog or other social media from AO3 is fine, but linking to your Patreon, Ko-fi, Amazon sales page, or other commercial fundraising site isn't. Letting people know how to learn more about you is fine, but soliciting financial support isn't. So how does this rule apply to Tumblr? We know a lot of people link to their Tumblr accounts from their AO3 profiles or works, and that's fine. But linking specifically to subscriber-locked material on Tumblr isn't, and using AO3 to ask people to subscribe to a monetized Tumblr account isn't. And of course, AO3's rules don't govern what you do on other websites.
1: So that's the bottom line. It looks like a red flag. And to some degree it is. Mm -hmm. But these websites have built up and sort of insulated the user base so that within the legal process, as long as you don't dig your heels in and refuse to acquiesce, to their policies that have that they've set up to protect themselves and other users people are generally going to be fine that's all we pretty much need to know from a fan fiction point of view if someone decides to use post plus for their fan fiction, what happens is between them and god i guess <laughs> uh you know if they if they want to delete a post when disney comes calling then that's up to them if they don't they can go ahead and lose that fight because they'll lose that fight. Yeah, the mouse always wins. Yeah, yeah. The big deal with the entire potential transaction is the fact that the user's post plus subscribers could just get screwed in the process. Um, Tumblr's FAQ directly answers the question, can I get refunded from my post plus subscription with you can cancel your subscription, but there's no refunding. So if you subscribe to someone on Tumblr and pay them for their fanfic by this process, and then the fanfic is removed, you are out that money. There's nothing you can do about it. Like, you paid for that subscription. The most you can do is cancel so you're not charged for the next month. Mm -hmm. There's an article on Slate from August 12th. Is Tumblr about to get all of its content creators sued? Um... They make a, a bit of a more salient point on the matter that actually is a red flag and could get people in trouble. That's number four. Many content
0: creators become popular for their gift sets, which essentially recreate a popular scene from a show or movie through animated frames. If those end up behind the paywall, says Heidi Howard Tandy of the firm Burger Singerman, that could introduce some issues. If there are minimal or no transformative aspects to the follow-up work, then commercializing them, whether on Tumblr or via Patreon or Kickstarter, etc., can increase one's financial liability if the copyright
1: owner sues. So we can understand from the legal experts that they've consulted for this that the creators who are in most danger from the post-plus model are those who are making like edits and gift sets and stuff. And probably, you know, like like videos and what have you. Do you think that would apply to like a fan cam? I don't know, I... Because I... fan
0: cams, I don't know. I guess I don't know a lot about fan cams. It's just a bunch of like gifs and images all in like one tiny little short video that circles over and over again
1: with music. I mean, the article... Is that transformative? It, it, the article <sighs> goes on to say that, you know, if. What's not transformative is taking those like original images directly from the shows and movies. So I think there's mm-hmm. potential, just like in you know like a a ten frame GIF that you've taken information directly from it. If if you've got a ten frame GIF of people cosplaying and reenacting the the lines of Dean and Cass saying "I love you" to each other, that's one thing. If you've got the cut from the show. That's another. Showing the show frame for frame is not transformative. That's just the source Mm -hmm. material. And then you'd be profiting off of their source material. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. So the current state of things uh, in the face of that is that in the past week or so, if you're on Tumblr, you hit your little profile button. And under your blog name, um, where there's like posts and followers and activity and the queue and drafts and all that. There's now a post plus section with a little like a little orange button that says new. And it will take you to a page where you can monetize your blog. You can monetize your main blog, a side blog. They're ready for you. It's it's not exclusive to the big names that they started off with in beta. Mm-hmm. As of September 21st, the subscriptions are open to everyone in the US. An article on The Verge from that same day explains some interesting changes from the initial beta version. Tumblr has made some changes since the limited beta that started in July. Post Plus creators can now directly block people who subscribe to them. Which, you know, me, running whatever supernatural blog, I can block people all day long. But because it was a subscriber model creators had to go through tumblr support and ask them pretty please will you block someone who is subscribed to me you have to ask because they're paying you money you know so the the subscription prices are now $199, $399, $599, and $999. So somebody paid that bare minimum two bucks a month just to harass you previously they could have gotten away with it until you said, Tumblr, pretty please, will you block them? Now it's in your hands and you can block them. Which is amazing that they... I guess it's not amazing that they didn't think of this, you know, didn't think of protecting people first off. You could pay money to harass people! That was just amazing. And content creators can now go back to their existing posts from before their, they enacted their paywall and, and had subscribers and they can limit those posts you you can put those behind a paywall Ooh. I was reading their FAQ and it seems like you can also you so there's like the the way that a, a subscribed post shows up is that there's a few lines and then there's a cut and then the paid content is under the cut. Now you can reblog that, and the only thing people who are not subscribed will be able to see is the stuff above the cut. But if somebody reblogs with a comment, as they tend to on um, Tumblr, it's not just restricted to tags, you will see that content as well. So there's nothing stopping a $2 subscriber from doing a bit of, Praxis, and copy-pasting everything that you had underneath the cut and just reblogging it with everything pasted right there. Yeah. I
0: mean, it seems like it would be really easy to share that if one person wants to bite the $2 bullet. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and it, you know, I see daily from the people that I follow on Twitter and the people that I follow on Patreon, almost ubiquitous posts saying hey just a reminder if you pay for my content on patreon please don't repost my fan art to twitter where people don't have to pay for it you know this is something that not even the established websites have really straightened out so tumblr going half cocked into this space already sounds like impending disaster a little bit if People even want to pay for content on a website as groovy as Doppler.
0: Like, I couldn't imagine paying for content on Twitter. I, I can understand why people pay for stuff on TikTok. Like, you can monetize on TikTok. I get that. It's not behind, like, a paywall, per se. You can you give people money. It's uh, slightly different. I, I get that. And, I mean, sure, Patreon. Yeah, that one makes sense why the fuck i don't what is the appeal what is the appeal of paying for a paywall on tumblr
1: i i don't know i um maybe they think it's the community i mean because because at this point but tumblr is on its way out i i know it's a long slow death i'm still on there on a daily basis but they cut off such a huge nose (laughs) to spite their face in 2018 when they you know they kicked off all these sex workers and the people who were making money off of their fan art and stuff and they said your shit is lewd and now they're taking up the same model
0: yeah I don't know fucking tumblr sure does make some decisions though they make some choices yeah And I guess it's sort of like them trying to save a sinking ship. They've they've been trying to squeeze money out of that site unsuccessfully for a long time. That honestly makes me wonder, though, then it wouldn't be legal on Patreon, either. Like, the people who have Patreons and they put up
1: fanfics. And, I mean, it's on Patreon to serve the notice that they should take it down, and people do get those. And, I mean, you know, out-and-out porn websites are... Being told to remove certain videos and content because of the MasterCard, Mm. you know, overreach or whatever you want to call it. There's limited ways that they can really protect you and themselves. After angering such a huge swath of their user base, I, I don't even know how many Post Plus users there are. I don't see them. I don't see anything but anger about this and I I'm not just confined to fandom Tumblr I look at aesthetic blogs and and study blogs and maps and animals and all these different things and you don't see reblogs of of subscription posts saying you can see more on this blog you just don't see it and and Tumblr's still incredibly active for me I follow active blogs so I don't know where this even is. I don't know if it will die a quiet death. I, I know it sounds like another swing for the fences. That's interesting. Tumblr yeah. Tumblr does like to try and follow trends. For our purposes, I will once again, as I will always say, um, AO3. You know, we have systems for this. We protect ourselves. Taking commissions for fan fiction is not kosher, but if you do, do it safely. Mm-hmm. do it privately. Do not let anyone get wind of it. Make sure that your friend group and and your followers and anybody that you write or make art for knows what the sort of cultural norm is that we protect each other.
0: Absolutely and I guess it sounds like we're catastrophizing, but mm-hmm. we're not. Big companies will find one person or a handful of people to make examples of. And if that doesn't work, they will find Mm -hmm. another handful of people. They fucking, I don't know how many of y'all who listen remember Napster, Uh, (laughs) but the kids who got sued out the ass for illegally downloading music back in the late 90s, early aughts, they (sighs) they were just sacrificial lambs. They were randomly caught and sacrificed on the altar to scare everybody else. You have to protect yourself. You have to be aware of what is legal what isn't. Like I don't think a lot of people realize you can't have your Kofi linked on AO3. Yep. Like if you do, you need to go take that down because like it's in their terms of service. Yeah, certain...
1: that information circulates every now and again and it is not a joke. Do not link your Kofi or your Patreon or any of those things, your Venmo, any of that shit. On your AO3, it is not a joke. They will take down your fanfic, and you know what? I, as a user, will report Mm -hmm. you for it. Because I don't want to see the Organization for Transformative Works or Archive of Our Own put in jeopardy. If you're going to go toe-to-toe with Disney, you do that on your own platform. Do not do it on mine. Oh yeah, no.
0: People don't know how good we have it with AO3, thanks to the Organization for Transformative Works. Like, we mm-hmm. genuinely, I know we've talked about it 5 million times on the show, but there were some dark times. People were legit being sued for fanfiction. Like, now, yes, you can have your fan fiction published and you can have your fanfiction turned into other books and turned into movies. Yay! I'm very glad that we've gotten to this point. I know I sound sarcastic. Mm-hmm. I am glad we got to this point. Yeah, But that doesn't mean that we should let our guard down. Or become any less aware of the legality of
1: what we're dealing with and and don't mistake us. this is not a paid promotion <laughs> <laughs> we are not this is not we are not a mouthpiece for a o three. We are not affiliated with them. We are not affiliated with otw. I donate to them on a monthly basis, you know so I want our fan fiction to persist. I want our fan works and the things that we spend thousands of collective hours on. I want those to persist into the future. I think our art is worth preserving and guarding and we need to put in just a tiny bit of work. They do most of the work. They make the platform. They program everything. They do tag wrangling and everything. They do FAQs and support. All we need to do is watch each other's backs. It's not a hard job.
0: It's not. It's not like MasterCard or Disney gives a shit about you. They want your money. And if you create fan fiction and it doesn't get in their way, then sure. But God forbid you get in the mouse's line of sight because you're not going to win that fight, friend. I'm sorry. You're just not. Nope. So, I mean, that's interesting. That's interesting to know. Uh, I'm sure it won't last. Nothing on Tumblr lasts.
1: And, and, And again, we're not saying this to be doomsayers. It's just, there's good existing platforms for this. And there's a lot to look forward to. If when the Mario movie comes out, you want to ship everybody and you want to see everybody fucking, or you want to see, you know, every scenario. If you want to see Mario and Luigi fighting zombies, whatever the fuck. That's amazing. I want to see that too. We have a great future to look forward to. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's going to be on places where we protect our art. You know, we're doing great. It'll be okay.
0: Fandom has survived this long. It will continue to survive. Yeah, I don't know. Do you think we talked about the thing, Major? I think we did. We'll keep you updated on the Mario movie as news hits. And I guess watch and see what happens to this Tumblr post plus. because. I don't expect that to last long, but we'll see. We'll see. I could be wrong. Prove me wrong, Tumblr. Yeah. Yeah. Assuming there's much to watch.
1: We'll Um, see. But yeah. Do you have a happy this week, Doctor? Doctor Major? Uh, Doctor. uh, Well, while I'm being a (laughs) science-based sort of motherfucker over here, let me speak for science for just one minute. One thing that makes me very happy is an app called globe observer um please download the globe observer app it has several functions and um, one of them helps me get out of the house every day because i am still working from home i don't know about you uh, about about anybody else um but if you want to get out of your house and do something socially distanced on your own or maybe just with a couple family members it's a great way to step outside and do science for NASA. Um, One of the functions of of GLOBE Observer is it will tell you when a satellite is passing overhead. Um, It'll alert you at certain times of day and you can step outside and take pictures of the clouds well, NASA is taking pictures of the clouds from above. That's neat. Yeah, it, it there's there's other things you can do on the app. I it just it makes me very happy and I would love if people would contribute to science in their own little way just by, you know, maybe cracking their eyes open in the sunlight (laughs) and, and stepping outside for five minutes a day. If, if that's all you can do, it's nice to go get a breather. Maybe do it. If you're out walking your dog or whatever, it's nice. I'm going to have to download that for when I take little styles out on walks. Mine
0: is, uh, since the announcement, since Miyamoto came down and let us know about the movie, I started rereading a book, called Super Mario. It's a book on how Nintendo conquered America. And it's by Mm -hmm. author Jeff Ryan. It's a really interesting book uh, about, yeah, just how Nintendo rose to power in America and the history of what it looked like, because obviously it did not hit U.S. shores and was an immediate hit. Mm -hmm. There were growing pains. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it's super interesting if you want to learn more about Nintendo. And Mario, because it all started with our little plumber friend and Donkey Kong, uh, who, you know, Mario was technically in Donkey Kong. Yeah, I super recommend Super Mario by Jeff Ryan. And then also I just recommend Tumblr Born by Anna Valens. That's another great book since we're talking about Tumblr. Uh, super short mm-hmm. read. Very interesting book on the rise and fall of Tumblr. Nice. I very much enjoy history. So books about very niche aspects of history. Oh my god, I love it, love it to bits and pieces.
1: <sighs> nice.
0: Um, but yeah, I guess that'll do it for us this week. If you'd like to find us online, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at blissfully show. I post links to our YouTube there. If you're watching us on YouTube, hi, hello, like, comment, please subscribe. That would be a huge help in helping this show grow people don't realize liking uh commenting subscribing reviewing on itunes huge help for just helping the algorithm the magical algorithm uh know that we exist yeah. <laughs> and then otherwise i will see y'all next time bye Bye-bye. Yeah. So Nintendo Direct. Oh my God. I forgot to put my thing on vibrate and it is very fitting that it is the Mario sound, but
1: yeah, (laughs) I thought that was intentional. It was very good.